Yeah, I figured there would be. All right. <clears throat> Pull the script up here. I said, yabba dabba do. <laughs> now we say, yabba dabba who. Is that going to be your intro? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, you ready? and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, I just have our czar of source material, John. Yabba-dabba-doo. <laughs> now they say yabba-dabba-hoo. <laughs> Bless Joji. <laughs> Bless Joji. So tonight on the podcast, you and I are going to be talking about something that I think is is near and dear to to our hearts, but isn't specifically about anime or or manga. It, it's more of an otaku culture thing, um, and that's this idea of AMVs or anime music videos. And more specifically, we wanted we wanted to talk about some professionally made and produced um, AMVs that we have seen and we like and. Like what kind of makes them good, um, as compared to maybe a amateur produced AMV. But I guess I'll start out by saying what makes a music video an AMV because people throw that that word around AMV all the time. So I'm like, what does it mean to you personally, John? Well, technically speaking, it's just anything that's it has anime, and it's a music video with anime pictures. Um, <laughs> I remember at SoccerCon when I went with Marcus way back when uh there was a they were showing like amvs in an amv contest right mm-hmm. and it was actually pretty packed like and there were a lot of good amvs in there uh you don't yeah. necessarily have to use um for one thing a lot of amvs i'm sure people have come across this right if you're on youtube if you're like you like anime you'll see amvs crop up from time to time and usually yeah. they're not that great uh it's just like they they use anime like scenes fight scenes or stuff like that and they'll add a song in the background and it doesn't necessarily even have to be like a japanese song sometimes a lot of people use american songs yeah most most amvs especially those that you see at uh amv contest at conventions and most conventions now have some form of an am anime conventions have some form of an amv contest at them most of them you'll see will pair anime with western music yeah because it's it's just a weird clash. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's weird to me because I, I I honestly I don't like a lot of Western AMVs like American songs on anime because they don't fit that well. But some of them are done really well. Um, like in the amateur ring, we're not talking about professionals, but we're talking about the amateur ring. Yeah. Um, for, I forgot where I was going with this. I'm just <laughs> listening to you talk. <laughs> um yeah and that that's something else that i think that a lot of people have come to, come to question like originally like back in the 90s when amv started it was specifically like anime music videos but amv has sort of come to mean just animated music videos like animated in general because if you go look around there's tons of like disney amvs now yeah that was <laughs> so in our in our little 30 minute session of research before 
because we needed to pull links and stuff. It was a, it was a little bit longer than that, but yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and like the 45 minutes, okay, that we took to research, because I was looking for a specific AMV that kind of inspired this topic in my mind that I haven't seen in years, but it's super amazing. Um, I, I saw a lot of Disney ones, and I was like, that's... I didn't even know this existed. Like, what? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it did. Uh, um, and they, they certainly do now. Um, and it's it's gotten to the point now, I think, where the, the, the line between what makes something amateur and professional is beginning to be sort of blurred a little bit, especially because now professional tools that used to be out of the rate price range of a lot of people now are a lot cheaper and a lot easier to come by. So even amateurs can get access to very professional tools. Yeah. And so before we were talking about this, um, we're talking about Joji. Just saw him on an episode of uh, letter or not letter. Kenny of um, Ken- <laughs> Kenny beats the cave. And he talks about Joji talks about how he makes his music with garage band. You know, that starting kit that you get with max. And it it blows my mind that someone who's gone into the professional ring uses GarageBand, but you know it just goes to show it's not about the tools; it's about the craftsman, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't it need is. you don't need professional DAWs to make fire fucking music. You don't need all these drum kits to make some dope ass beats. All right, it just yeah. takes inspiration and hard work, man. And some people yeah. with talent, they you know they're just that amazing. Yeah, and it takes two things, I think. I mean, it it takes talent to make good music or good anything, really. Yeah. Um, but it also to to get it out there and to become famous, you also have to have a little bit of a personality behind it, I think. Oh yeah, like obviously, like you you want to put passion into your work. You know, people can pick up on the passion you put into a project. Yeah. Um, which brings me to my the AMV that we had to spend like an hour looking for. <laughs> is the one that inspired me about this topic, which is um, it's just MEP crossover. It was a video on Nico Nico Doga I saw many moons ago, like eleven years ago now. That I was just like, yo, this looks fucking sick as fuck. Um, it introduced me to to anime, to different animes that I've never seen. Like, I there's the first one I think I believe it's Karas. I've never seen yeah, it. That's that's something that a lot of people I've talked to have said over the years that um, if it weren't for finding an anime being shown in an AMV, they may never found that anime. I was that way with an anime called uh, Birdie the Mighty. I never would have uh, heard about it or probably ah, probably would have eventually heard about it, but I never would have watched it when I did had I not seen it in an AMV. Yeah, because what's what's really cool about these AMVs is a lot of people like to put like the hype moments mm-hmm. as the like the cutaway scenes, right? And in this crossover one that I watched, MEP crossover, um, what did MEP stand for? Multi editor. Uh, yeah, for for those for those that may not be like you know super into AMVs, MEP or MEP stands for multi editor project. Yeah. So in this MEP project, um, MEP project project. What the fuck? <laughs> in this AMV, <laughs> this uh, amateur AMV, it shows a bunch of different action sequences and animes. It also has like five centimeters per second in there, and it matches the mood of the song. And it, it was just, it's really good. Um, it's unfortunate that I can't find a version that's higher than 360p, but it, it inspired me to like look up more animes that I saw in this, uh, in the video. And even the song, uh, Salamander by Ella Garden, like this turned me on to Ella Garden before they broke up in 2011. I want to say they broke up in 2011, but it introduced me to more J Rock, and I was like, this is awesome. I love this music. Like, I love this style. And I loved everything about it. Like, it was amazing. And it blows my mind that 
amateurs did this, you know, not paid professionals, people who just have time and had a passion. They're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make a sick-ass MEP AMV. And it was great. <laughs> yeah. And that that's that's probably the biggest distinction between, you know, what we're going to talk about here in a minute is so amateur uh, AMV creators have to, unless they're really, really good or they have a, a, a team behind them of equally passionate people, they have to use already established assets. They have to use scenes from, you know, anime that are out there to make AMVs, whereas... Yeah. On the professional level, they don't necessarily have to do that. They can make their own original, you know, content, their own original assets, and then use them however they want to 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 suit the music that's being played. Yeah, like, and I think that's the biggest. That's probably the defining difference between a professionally produced AMV and a amateur AMV. Yeah, because a lot of the amateur ones, like you will see a lot of amateur AMVs on YouTube anywhere. Right, that just use like the same fight sequences that we've all seen a million times from like Bleach, Naruto, One Piece, like a bunch of action scenes. And yeah. they'll just the only real music. difference between them will be how they're edited together. Yeah, and you know, there's some talent the in how people edit them together. Some people don't really put in that much effort. They just play the scene and play the music over it, and it's not. It's very low effort. But there are professional ones where they have animators. You know, they have they have a staff. They can animate however they want they don't have to use the assets that are there like they don't have to play that scene however this is where the line gets blurred because the uh the map crossover that i'm referring to it has a lot of it uses all the same scenes from the animes right but it pulls mm -hmm. a lot of the scenes and adds them into different areas to make it flow better with the song which makes it seem very professional like all the scenes that they use are just already produced they just change the filters added different fucking um what's that thing called when it tra transitions they add different transitions and it just it looks really well done yeah um especially the one you showed me yeah map crossover yeah um like you say it needs to be not in 360p <laughs> <laughs> i wish it was from 2009 man what do you want <laughs> yeah i know when the internet's tubes were only so big the internet tubes were crazy for 480p back then I know, right? 720 was um, HD. Can you believe that? <laughs> but kind of kind of transitioning into the professional area, I mean, th there's some of this that I think people probably over the years have heard about, but if you're relatively new to the anime space, you might not have, which is also why we wanted to talk about this too. Um, because something you and I recently watched that I think uh, definitely falls into this is a anime film on Netflix called Sound and Fury. Yes. Uh, I I think both you and I both watched it around like between Thanksgiving and Christmas last year. I I watched it like a couple days after it 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 was put up on Netflix just because I was like, "Oh, hey, look an anime thing." And it's called Sound and Fury and it has like samurais and like hot rods. Like, "Oh shit, let's let's go, dude." <laughs> like, "What?" <laughs> I'm down. And then I watched it and I was I was surprised first of all cuz I knew nothing about Sound and Fury. Uh, I've never even heard of um, Sturgill Simpson prior to this. And it just, it blew me away because I was like, this is very, like, crazy. This is country music, first of all. If you don't know Sturgill Simpson, he does country music, kind of country, like pop country. Yeah, you, you country. have to, I think you have to put giant quotation marks around the country <laughs> the music. The country. It's, it's, it's electric country music is what it is. Yeah, it's, he does his own style, but it works really well for the, um, for this AMV, honestly. And it looked really good, and I just I loved the music, and it reminded me 
of one of my most favorite animes of all time, Interstellar 5555. Yes, that's I, another one I definitely want to talk about for sure. But um, for uh, Sound and Fury, when I first saw it, I'm, I remember telling I was on the uh, the Discord. I was like, hey, you guys need to watch this. Like, it's kind of crazy good. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of crazy that this Ameri- another American, like, or is, yeah, another Westerner was like, hey, you know what would be really cool? If I had anime for my music. And then I was just like, yo, let's go. The future is now. <laughs> yeah, and um, it, the, uh, the, the movie itself, I believe, is done almost entirely or it may actually be entirely done by kamikaze doga who is probably most famous at least currently for the work they did on the uh ops for jojo's bizarre adventure parts one two and three and also he did um the the samurai ninja batman was that what it was batman ninja yes yeah yes. batman batman ninja he also did that batman ninja so it's in the same um, art was- style as that yeah, and it was also it was directed by um uh Junpei Miyazaki. I think that's how you say it. Miyazaki, yes. Um but yeah, it's 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 like a if you're into that music and I can I can understand why this music might not appeal to a lot of people. Um <laughs> but if you're really into this kind of music, if you're into like um really um I don't even know what the fucking word would be. Um synthetic country music, synth country, <laughs> synth country. <laughs> um definitely give it a try it's on netflix um i don't see it going away anytime soon because i believe it was partially funded by netflix so um it'll probably be there for a while but sound and fury really reminded me of interstellar 5555 in the fact that sound and fury is actually a fucking album a full yeah. album and they made an anime entirely around the album yeah, and and there's no dialogue whatsoever. It's just the music. That's the only sound you hear. I mean, there's also some sound effects thrown in, but that's all you hear. Yeah, but it tells a story, but with music, you know, and it's fucking great. And unlike Interstellar 5555, it's not cohesive. Uh, sound and Fury has, like, there's different stories for different songs. There's some songs that link yeah. together and some stories that link together, but for there's the most like part, there's like three different st- there's like three different stories that are being told throughout the course of the album, and then there's like an attempt to sort of link them together. Yeah, it's like three different. What's that freaking Babylon? It's like Babylon, where there's like how different people in different parts of the world are affecting each other with different things that happened, and then it all coincides and like it all led to this one thing. Oh, you mean the movie Babel? No, wasn't it Babylon or is it Babel? Babel. If you're talking about the movie, I think you're talking about you're, you're talking about Babel. Yeah, the one that was like Crash. Yes. Okay, then Babel. Yeah, I was like Babel, Babylon. Ba- I don't remember, but like Crash and... is a. Fa- By the way, that's a fucking fantastic movie. Well, Crash is also a fantastic movie too. You should watch both of them. Yeah, I just remember that it reminded me of that when I watched Sound and Fury because mm-hmm. it's like you. There's basically three different settings. And they take place in different times, but it all links together at the end. Yeah, but uh, I, but you mentioned Interstellar fifty five fifty five, which is probably one of the more famous examples of a professionally produced AMV, very long professionally produced AMV. So um, it is it uses uh, Daft Punk's Discovery Discovery album, and it uses every single song. But what's different about it is that every single song that's used paints a continuous story, which is super crazy in my mind. Like mm-hmm. it's super great. <laughs> I love if if there ever were any perfect anime, it'd have to be Interstellar fifty five fifty five because 
It's got a great story, and there's no fucking words in it. Yeah. <laughs> no one talks. But, but all- <laughs> you get a great sense of the story, not just from the visuals, but from the music. Yeah. And it, it works, and it melds so freaking well. Like, this is, like, what I would hold as a standard of, if you want to make a professional AMV, you look at Interstellar 5555. Yeah. Um. Uh- Interesting to point out, um, the company that or the animation studio that produced this was Toei Animation of Dragon Ball Z fame, <laughs> or just Dragon Ball fame, I guess I should say. Um, and it was it came out the exact same year that the original Full Metal Alchemist did in two thousand three. <laughs> it its animation looks like it's straight from the nineties. It does. Not gonna lie, but that's not that's that's not that's not, that's not really a criticism. Like it looks no, good. Like it still it's looks good. Anime, like, it looks really good. It's got good colors. It's I just love the music so much. Discovery is Daft Punk's best album. Fight me on that. Anyone else in the <laughs> world, fight me on that. But yeah, it's just what else can I really say about this professional AMV other than it took a lot of effort to make it this good. Like, how mm. do you make a movie based on just music? You know, that's. And there's no dialogue. All, all it is is we're going to listen to these songs. We're going to feel emotions. We're going to put some pictures on the screen, and then you're going to know the story. That's insane. It's yes. super – it's so creative. It is. Um, and the fact that, um, like you say, without any kind of dialogue whatsoever, that a cohesive story was able to be told that runs through the entire length of the movie is – it's just it's, – to me, this is it's the height of creativity. Yeah, and that's why, like... When you can tell a cohesive story with zero dialogue, that is, to me, the height of great storytelling. Yeah, and I'm just going to go rewatch it again. Best <laughs> anime in the world. Anyone can fight me on that. You're is welcome it, to come. It, I know for a while it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there. I don't know. I remember watching it on the high seas when I was a little babby back in middle school, I want to say. So mid-2000s? Yeah, I watched it in the mid-2000s. Then I rewatched it again once in high school because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember watching this. And it was just as good. Yeah. It was just as I good believe, as I remember. I, I, I don't know for a fact, but I believe um, on what the original run of Toonami, not when it came back a few years ago, um, I believe they showed this entire movie uh, in instead of actually showing new episodes of stuff. They showed the entire movie with no commercials. <laughs> Yo, that'd be for super the, crazy. For that block of Toonami one week. Oh, I, I I don't remember when it was, but I, I distinctly remember watching it on Tsunami, and that was where I watched it. Dude, hats off to whoever decided that, because that's an amazing idea, because of how amazing Interstellar 5555 is. Mm-hmm. But another amazing AMV, and this one's an actual AMV, so it's not kind of a movie-slash-AMV. Uh, I want to talk about Shelter. Oh, now, yeah. That's that's something that a lot of people, especially if you're newer anime fans, would probably be more familiar with because that was back in, what, 2016? Yes, end of 2016. Everyone knows about Porter Robinson. Everyone knew about this song, and it blew the fuck up because it is, first of all, Shelter is animated very beautifully. I mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, there is a bit of dialogue in it towards the end. Or actually a little in the beginning and then a lot more dialogue at the end. But it's it's like, what, a paragraph maybe at most? Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's basically just a little bit of narration essentially. Yeah, so the entire – it's you know it's an entire story where we get to see the scenes of <clears throat> something happening in the main character's life and just the song Shelter playing over it. And it is fucking great. It's a lot of emotion. And the – like 
how they meld the points in the song with the highs, the lows, the drops, and stuff like that in Shelter, if the emotion that's happening on the screen, it's phenomenal, man. Like, storytelling yeah. without words is just so crazy to me. Yeah. Um, also worth mentioning, so this, the Shelter was done sort of as a collaboration between, you know, Porter Robinson, Maddion, who's a uh, French DJ, uh, and A1 Pictures and Crunchyroll. Yeah. So I remember when this first came out, a lot of people were arguing, is this anime? Is it not anime? Uh, I'm not sure what our podcast decided because I don't remember. I remember us talking about it. And what I remember saying most about it when it came out was, yeah, it's great. And it is. It's absolutely great. And if you haven't seen Shelter, uh, go go watch it. It's it's well worth the six minutes of your life that you will spend on it. Um, But I remember saying that when it was over, I felt as though I had watched like someone pitch an anime to me. And I'm like, where is this anime? I want to watch this anime. (laughs) Yeah. Like I would watch the crap out of this anime. This is a great one. I I watch it. And and as amazing as it is, I feel like this is an elevator pitch for an anime that I really (laughs) want to watch. But it was just an AMV. It was literally an AMV, a professional AMV. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's kind of amazing how when you start developing the music video portion for the song, that's that's what makes these more professional. Like they, like you said, they create their own assets. They don't have to use pre-existing ones. Yeah. And they can make the story however they want, which makes it a lot better. Not to discount yeah. any of the amateur ones, because again, the, the MEP crossover one does a great job of painting a story too, using specific scenes from different animes. But that's a lot of like, you know, that's a passion project. It's a lot of effort. It is. I mean, and you look at this and you can, if you watch Shelter, you'll see that there's an enormous amount of passion that's put into it from everyone involved, whether it's the animators at A1 that helped actually make the music video or, uh, you know, Porter Robinson who helped, you know, write the music. It's it's, just so much passion that was obviously put into this. And like, it's just really good. It looks so good. I wish I wish yeah. we had more professional AMVs out there because I I honestly I love them. I what I wish is we got more collaborations like this, east and west collaborations. Yeah, because it's it's combining strengths from both sides. You know, it's I just like the meld. I vibe. Yeah, and like th- there's so many times where the, this is done where the the results are are fucking phenomenal, and I'm just it boggles my mind that this isn't especially now since there's such a connection between uh, anime in the East and the West, it just, it boggles my mind that this isn't something that happens on a regular basis now. And, you know, it's funny because speaking of bridging the East and the West, I want to bring up Linkin Park's Breaking the Habit music video. So I remember... still Still to my, still to this day, probably my favorite music video of all time. So I remember watching this back in the early 2000s. And it blew my mind, first of all, because holy crap, here we are again. We've got East meets West. It's anime, but with American music. But it's such a good music video because it reminds me a lot of like 90s anime. It's like a 90s mm-hmm. anime style. And it really gets like the the lyrics of the music, you know, like breaking the habit. When you listen to the lyrics, you listen to what it's actually about. It captures the animation captures it fucking perfectly. It's just it's so good. It conveys such a powerful message. And animation can be used to convey that really well. Like, it's crazy to me that people still think, 
oh, anime, that's cartoons and that's for kids. Like cartoons aren't just for kids anymore. You know, there's so much more growth. I get that in the yeah. 90s, cartoons were more ge- geared towards kids, like especially or in the 80s and the 90s. They're, you know, even, like, even anime in general was more geared toward kids back then. Yeah. Or especially and, younger, younger, younger people. So when you see something like Breaking the Habits music video crossing this border and this line, like this animation isn't just for kids. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and it, it, like you say, you listen to the lyrics of the song and, you know, Chester Bennington, who is not, lo- who's no longer with us. Um, it's kind of prophetic listening to it because it's screaming about drug addiction. Yeah. It's fighting with the demons, man. He's yeah. breaking the habit. Ugh. But just, just the, the animation is really interesting because the, the animation, and I kind of use that in quotation marks. It's, it's, it was made using, uh, footage of the band performing the actual song and then rotoscoped on top of that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's really so interesting. It, like, it does like two layers of rotoscoping on top of actual live action footage. Yeah. To get an animated, like a sense of animation in it. That's pretty cool. That explains yeah. why it looks so organic and visceral when yeah. he moves, when Chester's like breaking down during the, the main chorus. Oh, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Um, also produced by Studio Gonzo back when they were actually relevant. Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, seriously, who? <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Gonzo. <laughs> oh. I mean, they're still around, I think. Are they? Are they though? Yeah, I don't really know what they do anymore. <laughs> but um, another AMV that apparently Show talked about: Britney Spears' "Break the Ice" music video. Um, yes, yeah. Show was the one that told me about. I had never heard of this until he mentioned it, and then I went and looked it up. Oh my god! <laughs> so I didn't even know about it until we started doing the the research prior to this, and I watched it. And if you didn't tell me that this was a music video for Britney Spears, I would have been like, "Is this some obscure anime from the '90s? I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> like it looks like an an anime from the '90s that I don't know. That's yeah. modeled kind of after Ghost in the Shell. Or like yeah, sort of. Proxy. You definitely get that. You definitely get that 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 vibe from it. Um, the song itself is back from 2008. I don't think the music video was made until 2009. Um, so there's an interesting story as to why this was made. Um, so originally they wanted because this was a single on the. Um, uh, I forget which album it was on now. Um, but it, this was this is one of the singles from that album. Um, and originally, obviously, they were going to do a music video for it because you do in the music industry, at least in the American music industry, if you have a single, that means it's going to be on the radio. And if it's on the radio, it needs to have a music video because it's going to be played on MTV or if MTV actually played music anymore. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing behind it anyway. But the reason this came about is, if you remember, back in 2009, that's when uh, Britney Spears had a little breakdown and shaved her hair off. I honestly do not recall that. Well, she shaved. She shaved all the hair off of her head and had a little breakdown, and then she just kind of went into. She got some therapy and, and went to go get some help for a little while, which is good. That's what she needed. Um, but obviously, she wasn't around to make the music video, so they had to come up with something. So this is what they came up with. <laughs> they decided to just make a freaking an AMV. That is that's great, dude. I loved it. I'd love whoever whoever was like, you know what we should do? Make an AMV. <laughs> we don't need Britney for that. 
and then they made it really well. <laughs> like, they did. I mean, it, uh, uh, the it's it's Britney Spears, so I mean, it's very pop music. It's very you know modern. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. pop because the animation is clearly like '90s inspired, uh, but it looks great. But the music doesn't really fit with what's happening in the scenes, in my opinion. It's kind of mm-hmm. weird what's going on. I guess on a like meta sense, it makes sense if you listen to lyrics and what's happening. But honestly, I couldn't follow it that much. All, but I, you know, props. It looks good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it certainly it's looks creative. good. It, it looks like something that, like, as you say, could have come out of a '90s anime. Um, and if you didn't tell me otherwise, I might have thought that. No, I 100% would have thought that if you didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um also kind of goes to 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 point out I mean we've learned recently that Britney Spears herself is actually a huge weeb. There's uh, a lot of stars who are, you know that's it's a funny thing. It it seems like we've become more open to like the nerd community in general. It's like it's fine mm-hmm. to like D&D now. You don't get bullied for liking D&D. It's actually kind of fucking hype to play D&D. Where was that when I was growing up? exactly like you you bitches now think you have it hard fuck off like everyone plays video games in some sense nowadays growing up like it's not a thing that's restricted to people who are nerds anymore it's kind of just part of everyday life and it's kind of great that we live in an era right now where it's okay to just like shit like this to be open like oh you know what i fucking love japanese shit i love like (laughs) look at all the uh fucking snack services and like those otaku boxes and stuff how popular those are getting nowadays i'm 30 and i still watch cartoons yeah what of it yeah and it's fine it's 100 percent fine now like yeah who cares and even if people care like who cares what they care as long as you like what you're doing just do what you want to do who like what the fuck anyway i think okay to 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 top this off i I think i want to talk about something that is kind of near and dear well not kind of near and dear to your heart is near and dear to your heart and that's vocaloid yeah because that's, I mean, there there are people who use Vocaloid, you know, amateurs who use Vocaloid to make songs and to make, you know, music videos that go along with those songs. But it's yeah. also done at a professional level because there are Vocaloid tours now that are like, you know, I, I guess company sponsored mm-hmm. that do official Vocaloid songs. Yeah. So Vocaloid has grown a lot in these last, how long has it been? Hold on. 11, 12 years? They're, they're about uh, 12 no 13 years this year i think 13 no maybe it's been a I long think, time I thought last man. year was the 12th anniversary yeah oh, no. it could be i could be wrong on the timeline there but it, it's it's more than 10 2007 yeah this would be the 13th year you're right so it's been a long time coming but vocaloid is super popular now um i personally i i kind of just put this in here to just talk a little bit about um would we consider miku miku dance amvs because it's not technically anime um mm-hmm. they're vocaloids and it's a program specifically called miku miku dance which gets used in animation projects for music videos and, and if you i look at if you look at like amateur projects that use it they typically won't even put amv in the title of it they'll put mmd yeah because it's it's kind of a different format so i just wanted to bring this up in case anyone else was interested in it uh mainly because i was going to segue into my next thing about LiveTune, specifically KZ from LiveTune, who loves Vocaloid. And um, they make music, the, the band LiveTune. I, can you really call it a band? It's just KZ now. But um, <laughs> KZ makes just anime openings. They write songs and all that stuff. But a lot of their earlier projects are actually animated. Like, I remember them doing a, I believe it was an opening 
for Devil Survivor 2. Don't quote me on that. It might be an ED. No, it was definitely an OP. And uh, <laughs> they used the assets from uh, Atlas's like personal artists to make a, a fucking song, make a music video for a song, and it was great. It's professionally, it's a professional AMV, and it looks fucking great. If you didn't tell me otherwise, I would have thought it was an actual anime. But I know it's you not. You showed it to me, and I actually asked you, "Is this from an anime?" Yeah, it's like no. It's it uses assets from an anime, like certain character models and stuff from yeah. Persona it, Three it, it specifically. It repurposes assets from existing properties for a different purpose. Yeah, to just make a story for his song, and it's uh, yeah. it's kind of amazing. Yeah. And um, then um, the next thing I wanted to talk a little bit about was the the Nagi Yanagi thing. So. Nagi Yanagi is a very popular Japanese artist. She does music for animes, and she does her own music, mainly weeb music, honestly, if we're being honest here. Uh, she got discovered on, I believe, Niku Niku Doga. Don't quote me on that. But she... Or half of people in Japan get discovered anymore. Well, for anime stuff, at least, right? Yeah. But um, I remember watching the um, World's End song, whatever, Owari no Sakai. I think that's what the song was. And it's... It's June Maida with uh, Yanagi Nagi, and they made a song together. Basically, June for was those like, who may not know, June Maeda is what or was I mean he might still be there. I don't know, um, but was and may still be the head writer at uh, Key, which is a visual novel creator. They did um, Clan Ad, uh, Air, Angel Beats, Angel Beats. Thank you. <laughs> the most popular one now. I used to be Clan Ad, but whatever. Anyway, I'm not salty, <laughs> and um. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so uh, basically, Jun Meida was like, yo, this is a sick-ass song. Let's make a music video for it. And it, make, it it's kind of in like a visual novel sense. It's not really an AMV, but it kind of looks like an AMV, or it looks like a promo for a visual novel is what yeah, Alex said. Yeah, I, I mentioned that to you. I said it looks like a, a commercial you might see, on, or like a promo, like you said, on, like you might find on Steam for a visual novel you're going to yeah, buy. Yeah, and it, it looks really good. The song's really good. And it's just amazing. You know, I, I wish that there were more professional AMVs out there. Yeah. I, I definitely think this is something where the anime community might look at expanding a little bit and, like, giving us more of this, less seasonal anime, more of this. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having projects where they more studios branch out to, like, Western audiences and Western creators yes. and are like, hey, do you want to make a professional AMV? That's yeah. so cool. Like that's especially, so freaking cool. Especially especially since there are a lot of people, a lot of, you know, famous or talented people in the West um who have come out recently and said, "Yeah, I'm a freaking weeb." Yeah, and like, you know, they already do this for Japanese game companies. You know, you look at uh Persona for example and Persona Persona 4, Persona uh, Persona 4 Golden, um Persona 5, like they have anime cutscenes and stuff in the game now. Like, more mm-hmm. game studios are gearing more and more towards the actual anime cutscenes instead of, like, in-game. Like, they have in-game cutscenes as well, but they're also doing professional cutscenes. Like, I know Blaze Blue does it for a couple of their opening songs where they'll have a professional AMV playing. Or they'll have a an AMV playing, basically, before you start press start. And it's super cool. <laughs> how, and, how, long, how long until we get, like, a collaboration between the people who make Black Mirror and Persona? <laughs> never hopefully never <laughs> um but i i think so to, to end this i i want to i want to end this on a question for you um do, are there any artists or albums out there that you personally would like to see get the professional amv treatment not 
see off the top of my head i can't really think of anything um i was gonna throw a funny joji. one out there <laughs> yeah like joji. joji i would love to see joji stuff in like uh the rotoscope style like in breaking the habits music video like that'd be awesome yeah i'd fucking love that but yeah yeah i just I also I, feel like if someone brought him like a proposal for a project like that he wouldn't say no i don't know man it's just whatever he's vibing to you know what i'm saying like this is how yeah. it is and the reason i can't really think of anything off the top of my head is because i don't know how I would, I would feel about it until i saw it like i don't have any idea which what would enhance the experience of this song or this artist if it was in an amv i don't know I really don't. I so I I was thinking about this because I wanted to end the podcast with this question. Um, I have an artist in mind, um, but I think you might. When I say this, you might go like, "Huh?" But it Johnny Cash. What? In exactly. <laughs> I, I what? Like so, I love Johnny Cash. He's one of my favorite artists ever. Um, and I listen to his music all the time, and it's like. Uh, a lot of it is this really like downbeat like it's about a, a lot of these are about a guy who seems like he's been beaten down by everything and it's like god just just string some of these songs together and make a story out of it and then animate it <laughs> i mean maybe all i know is we want more hear that america yeah. hear that japan we want more professional amvs and more more collaboration between uh western musicians and you know anime studios just just do that yeah why not i mean it works for jojo's <laughs> that's true shit we even talk about jojo's this entire time without like talking about, we should talk i mean about if that. you think about it if you think about it their eds are kind of like amvs well that's i want i kind of wanted to avoid that i was about to say like professional amv would that count ops and eds because i honestly they kind would, of are they kind yeah, no not kind of they actually are like it's an animation yeah. studio that makes a fucking bit, like a hundred, uh, like a minute and thirty second bit for a song. It's it's definitely yeah. a professional AMV. They get paid to do that. And there's definitely an art to it, to a OPs and EDs, which we have done an episode of the podcast about. You should definitely check out at some point. Yeah, <laughs> about the art of OPs and EDs. <laughs> but. On that note, thank you out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. It was fun talking about a bit of a niche subject like this. Yeah, I definitely had a lot of, I don't even, I just remember I watched Sound and Fear and was like, yo, we should do this idea. Absolutely. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, BitChute, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you'd like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, John. All that's left of you is them gummies. <laughs> oh fuck